Teague. Welcome back to the studio. Um, Thank you. This is episode 32 of Noob Talk Radio. Pretty sure I got that right this time. I'm your host, Joshua Osborne, Teague Henderson, uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, How do we start this? How are you? How are you today, Teague? Better than I deserve. Better than you deserve. <laughs> How about like you? <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have to prompt you this time. Uh, I'm learning social etiquette. <laughs> it only took you, I guess we can't say your birthday. 30, 30 like Just that. make it off by three. <laughs> yeah, no, 32 years. Yeah, 32 only, years. I'm only, 32. Only, only took you 32 years. Huh? Mm-hmm. I'm a young buck. Well, we all have to learn social etiquette sometime. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is... Sort of the Gamescom episode, I guess. Yep, um, it happened. Gamescom happened. Uh, Gamescom 2021. Uh, I think that the coolest thing about Gamescom 2021 for me this year, um, which I unfortunately can't say is the games, although there were some that were pretty interesting, is the fact that it actually marks the that we've been doing this podcast for a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm a, a lot more enthusiastic about that than I am about, unfortunately, the content of the showcase itself. Hmm. But, fair enough, uh, fair enough. Uh, you barely got into the the yeah, reviews. No. Huh? No. I feel like personally, last year's Gamescom was a lot more interesting. But I don't. I'm wondering now if it was perhaps the rose tinted glasses of like a new because we were we'd PS5, only five right. Well, I was actually going to say more. We'd only been doing this podcast for like four episodes or something. I okay, think. yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, just like excited to talk about stuff. Maybe, maybe. But I was looking up a lot of the old stuff from Gamescom uh, from from last year. I'll actually, uh, I didn't really uh, properly prepare this or anything, but I had a little list in my phone. I was listening to the episode and just jotting down names of stuff that we talked about. There was a lot of cool shit at last year's Gamescom. So here, uh, in no particular order, and I could barely remember what these even fucking are. Quantum Error, uh, which uh, you'd you would I had I couldn't remember it at all until I looked it up. It was like a, an FPS like horror game okay. set in like a spaceship. You know, shotguns and aliens that you were like blowing up in the face. It looked awesome. Okay, yeah. and we haven't. Uh... Yeah, I I think this this has not. Like I said, I didn't properly prepare this list, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it still hasn't come out. Uh, we didn't hear anything about that this year. I also wrote down chorus. Uh, chorus was the game that at the time you were talking about as a um, a better looking version of Star Wars Squadrons. Okay. They were both about to come out at the same time. Hmm. Uh, yeah, chorus was just like kind of like an unlicensed Star Wars Squadron that did like. Um, Dogfighting. Uh, yeah, like sci-fi spaceship dogfighting uh, in a way that actually looks more fun than Squadrons, maybe. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't have, like, the Star Wars IP behind it, so it's... Like, right, so who cares? <laughs> kind of, you know, but that looked cool. That didn't... I don't think that came out either. Tom Clancy's Tower Mode, which at the time you were excited about, there was some sort of up- yeah. division update about, like... A tower. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were talking about it like as if it was, like, Judge Dredd, kind of. I, I Climb the tower. Something like that. I, I never actually looked into it. I yeah. never... I, Never played Division again. You fell off the boat. Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah. I played, uh, what was it? Something of New York. I can't remember. That sounds familiar. There was a DLC that came out. I played it, but after that, I just stopped. And yeah. And I also wrote down, uh, I think these are a couple indie games. Godfall, we were actually a little bit excited about at the time. I feel like that came and went, and like I, no one gave a fuck. Completely. Cut it slipped by. Yeah. There was a couple indie games called Blade Assault and Game Deck. That I had to check to find out what they were, and they looked very cool. Those didn't come out either, unfortunately. Well, but, um, listen, there's some cool shit. Yeah, just yeah. what's the point of talking about it if it never comes out? <laughs> I just thought it was funny because this is the first time that we've had a year cycle like this where mm. we can look back and be like, oh. Hey, that never happened. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, damn. Mm. Like, And not only did it not happen, we also, it's not like they showed again this year. 
right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I, yeah. I don't know, actually, because I didn't watch it this year. Oh, they didn't. Um, yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> I'll take your word on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I did my best to watch, uh, really big air quotes, all of Gamescom. Mm -hmm. uh, what that meant was the first two days were relatively easy to follow. Um, there was the Xbox Games Showcase uh, and then the opening night live with Jeff Keighley, I think okay. is what it was called, um, which is a bit of an odd name for a show day, but whatever. Um, and they were not that hard to like sort of actually not watch. I didn't watch the entire shows, but I at least checked every single game mm -hmm. that was discussed and like, uh, you know, to see if there's anything interesting there. But then the third and fourth day, the Future Games Showcase on the fourth day, which is where the, the cool indie stuff usually comes out of, had a fucking lot of games hmm. and it was a little difficult to sift through all of them then the middle day the awesome indies day i think which is like a third day i had to like sift i mean maybe i was looking about it the wrong way but i mean i i tried i took a long time before finding this thing as like this seems like the best way to watch this stuff okay but i was sifting through like a six hour long thing or something just That's looking rough. it's rough man yeah like just trying to find like okay where does even specific games begin where do they stop like okay and sometimes when i would find a game that looked interesting i'm like you know, they don't even, like, put the, the name on, like, the top corner or mm. something, so I have to, like, scroll back to find the announcement. Right. Anyways, um, it was a bit of a clusterfuck, I guess. Mm. But um, I guess the first thing we can lead with, fortunately, because it's exciting, is Elden Ring, um, which was not uh, part of the sort of show proper, but they made a special 15-minute uh, hands-off demo presentation to, I guess, select uh, new sites. They were able to watch this. Um, they couldn't play it, but they watched someone play it for 15 mm. minutes. Uh, IGN has a, a big interview about that. Uh, sorry, interview is the wrong word. IGN has a big um, uh, big article about uh, their impressions. Right. And uh, I I'm sure probably most of the other news sites. I'd imagine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was most of the big sites got to see this kind of thing. I guess, disclaimer... I'm going to poo-poo on some of these things. Mm -hmm. That does not mean that I am poo-pooing on Elden Ring as a whole. <laughs> I think it might. I think it might. <laughs> Just want to get that out of there. I think you're a hater of these type of games. I can be really critical sometimes. <laughs> and, like, I don't want people to get the impression that, like, I'm, you know, I want Elden Ring to fail or something. God, that would be the worst possible impression. <laughs> I, it's kind of like, as a From Software fan... I would really like another good from software game. Right. And I just get concerns that this will perhaps not be that amazing. But I mean, the last one was solid, right? Well, I mean, this is, uh, you're totally right. Yeah, this is actually something I was thinking about on the way over. I was kind of, I was kind of thinking that, you know, even though I'm, I'm about to be sort of critical about a couple of the things that were uh, discussed, you have a good point that they really have a pretty good track record, right? It's kind of flawless. And, and their last one implemented quite a few new things to the game, right? That yeah. was like, you know, could ruin it, um, according to a lot of people, I'm sure. But if that, I don't know, I go off of, you know, pretty much their history. <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely so, right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, there's really, yeah, if you look at the track record, there's really no, there is literally not a single, I mean, I guess there's the sort of bastard child of um, Dark Souls, which is Dark Souls 2, that is kind of like widely considered to be the worst. It's still not bad. Okay. Like, I've played it. It's not at all a bad game, mm -hmm. uh, but it is not as, it's kind of like if their other games are all 10s um, or like 9.5s or something, you know what I mean? It's like this one was maybe like an 8. Okay, so you know, like, still, yeah. So, I mean, they have a good track record. I think it's worth giving them the benefit of the doubt until they actually do 
yeah. drop something bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of glad we had this little disclaimer because you're absolutely right, um, especially with, with regards to Sekiro. Like, they did change the formula massively mm-hmm. in a way that if you read about it ahead of time, you might be like, that sounds like something that maybe wouldn't go so well. Right. Um, and it 100% worked out. So, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think having faith in them is a good idea. I was having a conversation with my friend Michael, friend of the show Mike, recently about uh, specifically Sekiro. Uh, I guess we were talking about Bloodborne, but we came on the topic of Sekiro, and he was saying how he was like surprised that he never played it, and was like feeling a bit like maybe he should give it a shot, um, because he actually likes uh, From Software games. He's played Dark Souls, he's played more recently Bloodborne, and um, he really likes them, and he loves samurai, like, like samurai, samurai mm-hmm. shit in general. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of aesthetic, you know, like that kind of world, uh, like it's one of his favorite settings. Yeah, when we were talking about it, I was just saying to him that I, I kind of, he made me think about it, and I sort of, the more I think about Sekiro after playing all their games, the more I think that it maybe was secretly actually the best one, too. Hmm, interesting. It's yeah, it's like it's not the one that I enjoyed the most. I think maybe a bit because of the aesthetic and maybe a bit because I kind of missed the things that they they sort of they did a cutting the wheat from the chaff thing in um in Sekiro with regards to what they'd done in previous games where they eliminated a lot of systems that they had had for forever. Okay, yeah. Like stats that didn't have any stats anymore. Um there was like some stuff that would increase, but you couldn't level really. Hmm. You could like put skill points into skill trees. Like when you leveled up, you would get skill points to assign to these things. But you wouldn't have, you didn't have stats. There's no strength, vitality, endurance, all the typical stuff. Right. Um, there's no armor. Like you, you, you can't find armor. Hmm. You know, like there's okay. no, there's no different weapons. Like, okay. Yeah, that's pretty big. It's big. Like mm-hmm. they really, they ditched a lot of the stuff that. Um, and ironically, you know, I, I'm a person who values simplicity in gameplay in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of funny that the removal of these things, that making the game more simple and more focused and more tight in the co- in terms of the combat system. I kind of missed the old stuff of like, right, right. which is weird because usually, you know, I'm all for these kinds of things. But anyways, all that to say, it's a little long-winded. Uh, apologies. Yeah, Sekiro has maybe the tightest combat system of any of the games. So, hey. Yeah, just to give a bit of a preface and say that, you know, even though some things concern me, it's probably going to be a spectacular game. I kind I mean, of have a feeling it will. It probably will. I mean, uh, and we'll know relatively soon too. It's scheduled for January twenty second. Okay, I think that's the date. Yeah, I think it's Jan twenty two. Interesting. Might get a small delay. If it does get a delay, I don't think it'll be a big one. Anyways, so uh, over to the gameplay demo. There's a lot of stuff that sounds really neat. The article's called that I got this from is Elden Ring: The First Preview uh, on IGN, and this is written by Michael Saltzman. So first he talks about the fact that a little bit more about how the... Because they've talked a lot about how the open world is, you know, with your horse and stuff. Mm-hmm. He said how that actually is an implementation a bit more, which is kind of interesting. Um, and he was describing it as like, sounds a bit uh, similar to Assassin's Creed or maybe Witcher or something in, in terms of it's a much bigger landscape and there's sort of points of interest, mm-hmm. you know, which I, I, again, when I was talking to my buddy Mike, he was kind of raised the the concern that he hopes that the way that they're making this broader and having horse traversal will not just be sort of an artificial elongating of the distances between events. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's I think is a good point. Very fair. But the way the guy was describing it in the preview uh, is that it's more like there's just a bunch of shit happening around you that you can always see a little bit similar to, and maybe just in a different way than, than uh, Souls games have done it before, in terms of, like, you can see something really far off and go and check it out, hmm. which is sort of the Breath of the Wild uh, perspective on things. Okay, yeah. 
And whether or not that's a good thing, I think just you need to wait and see. You know, mm -hmm. It's like, but it sounds interesting what he's describing. He describes a bunch of little events that are happening in the countryside. Like, there's a caravan with a bunch of like dudes guarding it, and like it's got a treasure inside, and it's like you can go and get the treasure if you can take out the dudes, um, or like you know some other area with like enemies wandering around that you're free to like stealth by or like go and attack if you feel like it. Okay. You know, caves around, like mini dungeons around, and then there's these things called legacy dungeons, which are like hmm. giant dungeons that I think are kind of the equivalent of like a full Dark Souls level maybe okay you know like a little castle to explore or like something like that it's almost like they're doing a lot of sort of Zelda elements in uh, in in a, in a Dark Souls game okay you know kind of like um, you know how Zelda has like the water castle the fire castle the earth I castle. never played it <laughs> well they, you'll have to take my word for it I will but they have like a giant castle for each area and okay it's like you know that's once you've done roaming around that's kind of the big event to go do okay yeah. and it sounds like each each uh, Elden Ring zone has one of these giant legacy dungeons. Cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like a totally normal Dark Souls game, kind of. Uh, just with this, like, much bigger world and this horse traversal. So very, maybe just different exploration hmm. than we've had before. I don't know. Yeah, um, well, it's worth keeping an eye on. So I'll, I'll just talk for a second about the things that I thought sounded maybe a little bit like it got me slightly concerned. Um, I'll take a couple quotes out of the article here. One of the things was, so one of the big changes about this game that I think could go either way is it has a map. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. That's, yeah. That doesn't sound like anyone who doesn't know Dark Souls games will be like, who cares? What's it's the like, problem? Yeah. Every fucking game has a map, you know what I mean? Like, that's not weird. Uh, it just, these games have never done that before. Hmm. And that's been, I think that the fact that they don't have a map has resulted in a lot of, has resulted in different gameplay than you usually get. And, it's really important in Dark Souls games how the co sort of, sort of cohesiveness and how the world is designed makes it uh, so that the player is never confused in terms of like where stuff is. Okay. And it's it's sort of like they're not having a map is a good way to ensure that their design has to have a certain level of tightness such that the player never gets lost. Right, right. So like areas have to look different. You know, they have to naturally lead from one place to a different place. Mm -hmm. Like, when, when when shortcuts or connections happen back to previous areas, they have to make sense geographically, mm -hmm. right? Right, right. Like, it's led to a really, really high... They have an exceptionally high bar of level design. And I'm a little bit concerned by the addition of a map that, that level, the bar of level design is going to go down a little bit. Right, I hear you. Because since they have a map, it's kind of like now you don't need to make good level design because the player can always just check where he is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's It could be great. You know, it could make the game better. That's possible, too. Okay. Another thing they talk about is the fact that the map is, is sort of... It's a little bit sort of in-game style. Other games do this, too. But, like, it looks like a like a parchment-drawn map kind of okay, thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not, like, a super defined... Like, it looks sort of like a D&D &D map or something. Okay. Um, you'll also unlock it via, I think, fragments. Like, you'll find new fragments, and they'll show you new areas. Right, right. Okay. I think they, they, showed, they showed a picture of it on the IGN... Um, preview. I don't know if they actually got that from the footage or not, or if it was just like a convenient picture they put with the article, but it looked like a map that had just like, uh, you know, little castles on it kind of thing. Okay. Little sort of like uh, pictures indicating where interesting stuff might be. Right. North. Go east, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, but not like specific like, you know, it's the Tower yeah, of Babylon over yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, this quest marker guy is over here. Like, go talk to Jim who wants to give you a quest about mushrooms or some mm. shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So it looks vague enough that it could maybe be interesting and maybe make the game better who knows i'm just a little bit worried that it's going to remove too much pressure from the level designers if that makes sense mm -hmm. i think so yeah i yeah. think i get what you're saying because they've had to keep it tight before because if they didn't keep it tight without a map 
players would get lost, yeah. and there goes your gameplay. Yeah. Right? Like you, like, you absolutely cannot have players getting... They don't get lost in Dark Souls games. Yeah. Because they're not that confusing. Right? Like, they're designed in such a way that it's it's a clear demarcation of, like, this place leads to this place leads to this place leads to... You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that sounds different. Yep. Whether or not it's good remains to be seen. We'll see. Another thing they said uh, from the preview is that, you know, when you sit at uh, this game's bonfires, which are called... Yeah, in this game they're called Sites of Lost Grace. Okay. Cute. Uh, they always have different names. Uh, yeah, it was Bonfires and Dark Souls. In Bloodborne, it's Lamps. Uh, yeah, Hunter's Lamps. Uh, kind of neat. Anyways, uh, yeah, when you site when you sit at a site of Lost Grace, you'll it will cause a light at some of them. It will cause a light. This is a direct quote from the article. It will cause a light to lead the way towards a recommended path. Hmm. That I think sounds very concerning for a Dark Souls game <laughs> because they have always been about. I think it's. A, I mean, I got to be honest. Like maybe it's going to be pretty innocuous in, in its implementation, but my initial reaction is because Hidetaka Miyazaki, uh, I think is his name, uh, Miyazaki, oh, the, the director. It's for sure Miyazaki is the last name. Uh, but Miyazaki has been talking nonstop about how this is the biggest, most. You have the most freedom in this game out of any game they've ever designed. Okay. And giving you a light towards a recommended path is the complete opposite of freedom and right, choice. Right, right. It is removing freedom because it is, it is telling you that there is an actual right way to go. And that if you don't go the right way, well, you're not playing the game right, kind of. This is I the guess. implication. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not into it. Hmm. Uh, and I think that for a Dark Souls game, that sounds very like... Mm, yeah, okay. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe other think maybe other people think it's great, but to me that kind of that kind of feature is an accessibility feature, right. and I don't mean accessibility in terms of like who can like you know what mental slash physical uh, abilities are required to play the game. I mean accessibility in terms of how easy it is to play the game, how simple an exercise it is to sit down and understand the mechanics of the game. Right. right. I mean the gameplay itself, not the sort of like you know can you physically use the yeah no I think I get it you know what I mean. It's difficult because accessibility in video games has a lot of different meanings now. Absolutely. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it, it concerns me because the Dark Souls games have made their, part of their core soul, if you will, um, no pun intended, is the fact that they are not accessible. They're not designed to be accessible. Right, right. No, they I don't get it. pride themselves on being accessible. The point is that they're kind of obtuse and like difficult to access. Mm-hmm. They require a different set of skills than most games require to master and to enjoy. And this type of feature strikes me as an accessibility feature. Mm-hmm. And to me, accessibility features just have no place in this franchise. Okay. Period. Yeah, right? I get it. Like, the map, I can see, is not necessarily an accessibility feature. It can be just an additive like thing and not a thing for, like... I forgot where I am in the game. And instead right, of right. thinking about the environment, I'm going to look at the stupid map. It's mm-hmm. like, which is kind of a crutch to like, you know, learning the environments that you're going through. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah, the nature of the things that concern me is like, I feel like everything I read sounds like they're making it more accessible. And that is just like a warning bell for me. Oh, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hopefully it'll turn out to be just, uh, you know, like concerns for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, you know. Here's um, hoping. I mean, I really love these games. I really hope that there's going to be, this next one is going to be like, you know, another total masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said about the track record, too. It's like there's really no reason to believe it won't be given the track record. Kind of. So, you know, we should temper our concerns, too, right? Because it's like they do seem to know what they're doing. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. uh, so, I mean, maybe you don't like a change one way or another, but. Overall, they're confident. Absolutely. And then I guess this brings me to the last thing that 
I thought was weird, but that when we were talking earlier, maybe is actually, maybe you can help me to understand how it's actually really exciting. But there was a big, dis they, the IGN did a second article uh, called Elden Ring's new summoning mechanic won't make the game easier. This time it was by Matt Kim. Um, so it's all about the summoning mechanic because there was a lot of that exposed in the uh, gameplay preview, I guess. And there's a bunch of stuff in this article that sounded weird to me. But maybe it's just my... I'm just too not used to this idea in a Dark Souls game. Basically, it's all about how... Because the previous games have had summoning mechanics, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they're usually, like, offline AI summons. Where it's like you can just... Because normally you summon players. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you, for some reason, I don't know, don't have internet. Or just don't want to interact with a real human. There's usually, like, AI options scattered around the world. Like, in-game, too. And it's cool because they're actually, like, they're lore-related also. Okay, that's cool. It's really neat. AI options in Dark Souls are, like actual named characters that exist in the world. Okay. That you can find, like, the gear of in other places. Nice. All that to say, uh, they've previously used uh, offline AI summons to sort of, like, very much been in-world stuff. Uh, and it sounds like it's going to be similar in this game. It's just going to be monsters are going to drop something like an AI summon soul or something. Okay. So it's like you can collect uh, their... You can collect the ability to summon them from killing them. Okay, yeah. Um, which a lot of people have said is like kind of like Pokemon, and in some ways they're right. Uh, just in the sense that it's like a collectible monster that you can use to help you out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which sounds kind of cool, and I was into it at first. Then when I read the stuff about how, first of all, they're stating carefully that like it's not going to interrupt the balance of the game, it's not going to make the game easier. Whether or not that's true, just, we just have to wait and see. But... The stuff that I thought sounded a little weird was that these monster summons are going to have their own progression systems. Right. Yeah, like they're going to level up somehow. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's from... It sounds like... Here's a quote from the article. There will be offline AI with their own progression elements. You will level them up. Uh, there was another quote uh, that, that was discussing you can invest stat points into the summons. They were talking about how this could be a way of the way of balancing them is that you can actually invest stat points in the summons. Hmm. So in like previous games where you level up your strength, you could maybe level up your I don't know skeleton summons, hmm. which to me sounds horrible because I'm like, oh shit, that's another massive fucking micromanaging element in a game that really is not about micromanagement. And that's where my angle of, like, I don't know about that came from. But when I asked you about it, I mean, it sounded like you were maybe kind of into it. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I dig the idea. Um, but I, I also feel like there's a hell of a lot of micromanaging in the Dark Souls games. I only played the third one a bit, but the armor, weapons, all that crap. Like, oh, I guess. Yeah. It was insane. Like, um, I found it quite a bit. Rings, shit like that, you know? It was like, I found okay. it, like... <clears throat> almost on par with fucking Skyrim. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Not not really. I mean, that's a gross exaggeration. Yeah, but, well, I hear you. But yeah. all in all, I found it like the, there was a lot. Um, and Maybe the thing it reminded you of Skyrim. Perhaps. Yeah, just in terms of like the ridiculous. Like the first time I played Skyrim, I think I picked up every plate and fork I could find, and I was just like, "What the hell? I'm over encumbered." Like, yeah, just yeah, whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of leveling up stuff as long as it's not like you need to level up a specific something, a specific way to do something in the game Yeah. You know, for a for a boss. Um, right. As long as it's still open. It just kind of yeah. makes it pretty much to me. It just means that you can spend countless time on it. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Building up an arsenal of, you know, uh, summons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. You can turn that into a game on its own. That certainly is very Pokemon. And it's it's Ark, Conan, a lot of games have this sort of thing, you know, where you do need to level up your tame or follower or whatever. Um, right. And I love it. I really do like it. <laughs> Interesting. So, 
I'm uh, I'm actually kind of curious about it in like I, I think it's neat <laughs> but I also had no idea I only played Dark Souls 3 very briefly and I had no idea that you could summon anything <laughs> I had no idea were you playing offline I must have been um, maybe yeah no because usually you see the echo sorry to interrupt you usually you see the echoes of people Right? So you know you're online because you see people, you see their ghosts walking around sometimes. Hmm. You see the ghosts of people in other games okay. playing whatever they're playing hmm. in your world. Yeah, no, I must have been offline. Hmm. And yeah, I, I didn't play much, but uh, but I had no idea that you could do that. Um, so which probably would have changed the game quite a bit. I probably would have gotten into it quite a bit more. I think that Dark Souls 3 actually has the best implemented uh, online covenant system, hmm. like an online sort of clan system that any of the games have done. Right. So it's too bad that you, <laughs> that you yeah, had to turn it off no for idea. that one specifically because it was neat. That was the one where it's like they had all the different kinds of phantoms where it's like you could have invading phantoms that were coming in to kill you. They were red. You could have helpful phantoms that would come in your game to help you against bosses or players. They were white. You had vengeful phantoms who would seek out wrongdoers to punish them. They were blue. It's like another a real player has to indict someone as like, you know, this piece of shit like, uh, you know, killed me and then teabagged me on a cliff. So <laughs> I'm going to indict him <laughs> and get the revenge phantoms to come and take him down, right? Nice. They had blue phantoms for that. Then they had purple phantoms, which were the mad ones. They were like insane. And like those were the phantoms. That I can't even remember what they're Wild called. card? Yeah, they were the wildcard phantoms that could either help you or, or, or kill you. Okay. And there was just no knowing what they were going to do. That's hilarious. It was really neat. Yeah, no, it that's was, very cool. And you could have all these times... And it, it's so genius, the idea of the color system with that stuff. Like, so fucking smart that, like, you can always identify what kind of cl a class a phantom is by just the color. Mm -hmm. Like, um, mm -hmm. such a clean, elegant system. And yeah. Like, and you could have all these colors of phantoms in the same world, like, in the same level, theoretically. Like, you could join, you could get someone for co-op, and then someone invades you who's trying to kill you, and then a purple phantom comes who can choose whether, who can decide who they want to attack, whether it's help the one trying to, that invaded trying to kill you, or help the defenders to fight him. It's, was, it's mental, man. It's like, insane. It was, yeah, no, it's a very cool sort yeah. of uh, separate game inside yeah. the game, right? Yeah. And, uh, no, very cool. So pretty much you could just spend countless, endless time on it. Kind of, yeah. So no, I like it. I like it. And even just talking about it makes me want to go back to Dark Souls Three. I'm kind of tempted. If you, uh, if we can play together, I'm super down. And we can play together. I'll yeah, download we can play it together. I'll redownload it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, to come back to Elden Ring, uh, what I'm curious about is maybe you know, will Elden Ring be the Dark Souls game we both get into? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? It's possible. I mean, what I'm really dying to see about the game is how they handle because. The online uh, interaction system is the thing that changes the most from game to game and is the thing that I feel they've still never gotten completely right. Okay, so maybe this time will be the lucky uh, lucky swing. It's got a lot of potential. Hmm. There's a lot of room for it to be nailed. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> that sounds weird, but... Um, <laughs> and especially in an, a really open game with more options for character building than you've ever had before, right? Right, like, right. I don't know. Yeah, so... Listen, man, I mean, here's hoping. Yeah, something to keep an eye out. Gen 22. Uh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that's the exciting Gamescom coverage. Mm -hmm. Now on to the boring stuff. We'll take a short break. Yep. Be right back. Yep. So yeah, we'll just give a brief mention mm -hmm. to a bunch of games I think look kind of interesting. May as well. Uh, and that's kind of, I think, the best we can do with uh, a reasonable amount of time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, well here we have, starting with, I mean, really the Elden Ring preview was kind of, for me, I guess, the most interesting thing. Yeah, fair enough. But um, yeah, there was at the Xbox Games Showcase, which is day one, they had a new trailer for Dying Light 2, uh, Steam. 
you stay human dying light. Mm -hmm. um, and it was pretty cool. Right. Um, but we have also, we have no shortage of footage about uh, Dying Light 2, right? No, like, I don't think so. I mean, I continue to think that the game looks ex like extremely polished, surprisingly polished. Hmm. Um, it looks really, really pretty. Uh, the environments look amazing, you know. Oh, let's see. I mean, yeah, mostly just wait for the game there. Um, That's it. But, uh, it's still coming. Everything looks fine. That's good. Uh, it is good. And um, then there's also the Humble Games Showcase. And this was, I think, a showcase of a bunch of games that are all coming to Xbox Game Pass Day 1. Okay. Uh, which is why it was in the Humble Games uh, Showcase. And two things I thought looked kind of interesting from there. The first one is, uh, these are both a little outside of Teague's wheelhouse. Uh, Signalis, uh, mm -hmm. which is on PC, coming to PC. Uh, in addition, obviously, Xbox also. Signalis, I kind of uh, feel like maybe it will come to consoles just after it becomes successful, hopefully, if it does well. I don't know. It, it looks like a game that will probably not do well uh, commercially, uh, which is too bad, but it's so it's currently only on PC and Xbox. Then there's Unsighted, uh, which is Xbox and also coming to Switch. So before I go, what can you say about these games? They look like crap. <laughs> um, no, they, they look fantastic if you're into crap. <laughs> they look old, and uh, I don't care for the look of ancient games. Fair enough, yeah. They basically both look like Super Nintendo games. Yeah, and uh, maybe even older. They're, they're, no? You're misremembering how bad Nintendo games look. Even Super Nintendo games don't look that good sometimes. <laughs> no, they look like shit, but that looks like fucking... Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, that... That's bad. <laughs> okay, well, just take my word for it. It looked like it could be played on a pregnancy test. <laughs> no, it doesn't. We've seen Doom being played on a pregnancy I know, test. I know, we know I how know. it looks. <laughs> yeah, I know. You'll um, just have to take my word for it. Uh, Teague doesn't like uh, pixel art games. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I love pixel art games. I think they both look pretty gorgeous. Unsighted, I'm less into. But Unsighted, I'm not even sure what the best game to compare it to would be. It's like a top-down... A 2D action game, I guess, mm -hmm. um, kind of like Hyperlight, a different version of Hyperlight Drifter, more action focused, less story focused. Um, there's like different weapons to equip. Uh, it looks like the character's abilities, you know, yada yada. Basically, the combat looks neat. I think the art looks cool. That could be interesting. I'm not super into it, but it could be interesting. And Signalis, uh, I thought looked really interesting. That's the first one that we just watched, which is kind of like a... I don't know, it looks like some sort of like survival horror space station game. Right, right. Looks like uh, there's a Resident Evil vibe to it in the shooting and the weird angles of the... Uh, I don't know. It, yeah. it seemed... Uh, I almost felt like a bit of like um, a that style visually uh, Dead Space, maybe? Perhaps, perhaps. Like, I mean, yeah. a completely different visual style, but mm -hmm. if you translated Dead Space into that kind of look... And made it anime. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Made it, and, like, the monsters are, like, they look very sort of Silent Hill, Dead Spacey kind of, like, strange-looking. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I thought... It, just go look, look, go look at some footage if you're yeah. interested. Yeah. I think it looks really cool. It's called Signalis, S-I-G-N-A-L-I-S. Uh, these are the things out of the Humble Games show that looked the most interesting to me. Um, there was, uh, I guess I should probably just say, overall, there was a shit ton, a metric shit ton of indies shown at this Gamescom. I thought most of them looked a little... They just didn't tickle my fancy for, like, whatever reason. Fair enough. Like, either they were samey or they were a bit too, like, we've seen this before, or they just didn't look good. Like, and I mean, critically speaking, like, they didn't look like they were good games. I don't know, you know, yep, but well, I'm just calling attention to the ones that f seem like, out. yeah, like that I might actually, I kind of want to check when they come out and yep. be like, oh, are, are they, do they sound good? How are the reviews? You know. Fair enough. Um, 
mostly the it's I usually go by I guess visuals uh, and mm -hmm. I suppose to a lesser extent gameplay usually if the visuals speak to me for some reason then I'm like oh I could I could check it out yeah so that's it for the Xbox Games Showcase then the second day they had opening night live what stood out to me here was New Saints Row and this is a, just a cinematic trailer no gameplay shown uh, it's coming out February 2022 mm-hmm I know about Saints Row because of my brother. He plays a lot of Saints Row. He's a really big fan. And I feel like this is probably... At least, I don't know if it's good, but it's at least interesting for my brother because he hasn't had a Saints Row right, right. in a very long time. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, we were discussing earlier, uh, we feel it looks a little uh, the, silly. I don't know. Just from what I saw, the characters look goofy, but yeah. Um, yeah. who cares? I mean, uh, it, I don't know. it basically just looks like Fortnite. Kind of characters. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, like I was saying earlier, it's a, a little bit. I think um, a testament to the Fortniteization of most modern video games. I guess. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, and it's kind of like I don't know enough about Saints Row to say whether that look is good or bad. Mm -hmm. I'll maybe talk to my brother about it. And yeah, see, probably a good call. You know, is he enthusiastic? Is he not enthusiastic? But I just know that it's a it's a well loved franchise. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Big that's, time. that's a big reveal. Yeah. Um, there's Midnight Suns, which is a new Marvel XCOM like game. There was a gameplay trailer, yeah, I think it was just cinematic at Gamescom, but then IGN had a gameplay trailer that came out like a couple days, it was like yesterday or something. That looks interesting. It's by the makers of XCOM. My first reaction was like, sort of a giant <laughs> but then I looked into it a bit more and I was like, okay, no, it actually looks like pretty decent. I mean, like, if you're into XCOM. If you're into XCOM and you're into Marvel. Hey. I mean, you get superheroes in a game fighting in turn-based combat, uh, and it looks very cinematic. Like, when they do their attacks, like, they have, like, it's 3D, mm -hmm. you know, even though it's like, sort of like a top-down perspective. But when you do attacks, like, your characters animate, and they look, like they give close-ups and stuff. Okay, and yeah, yeah. It's pretty interesting. Uh, and you can, you know, pit Wolverine against, like, I don't know, famous arch-villains, arch I guess. Okay. The thing that I think sounds stupid about that game is that you play as a new protagonist, which I think is dumb. They made up a, a superhero for yeah, the game. Yeah, I don't know. I hate when they do that. That's pretty dumb. I can't stand it. Uh, I'm like, why the fuck don't they just make it, like, let you play as, like, I don't know, Wolverine or Captain America. Make it, the story is, like, a rotating different, it's focused on a different superhero for each level or something. Anything. Yeah, I, I don't understand the need to, like, make up stuff like that to, like, get players invested. I don't, how can you get invested in a nameless Marvel character that didn't exist before anyways? It's like the whole point of Marvel stuff is that it's the history of like, you know, 20 years 30 years of... Uh... DC Universe did that too. Did they? Yeah, you create your own character, you create your own superpowers, all that stuff. So... But that's kinda... an MMO. Yeah, yeah, totally. That kind of makes sense to me. I guess, I mean, but it's the same sort of thing. It's a DC game where you're not actually playing as... A DC character, but you make it yourself in that case, at least. Well, you can. Well, the game's could... giving you one in this thing. Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. If you have no say in it whatsoever, that's kind of shit, yeah. right? Like, why make up some weird character just to? I don't understand. Yeah. Like Marvel's Avengers lets you play as the characters. Yeah, for like... sure. <sighs> I don't know. Who? Yeah, we'll just have to see. That niggling detail aside, the game looks quite good. Okay. So, you know, check it out. Um, there's also, yeah, I surprisingly, I wrote down Call of Duty Vanguard here. I surprised <laughs> myself with that one. Uh, that comes out November 5th, and <laughs> my notes say literally, has zombies, comma, World War Two. Okay. So, for some reason, compared to the other stuff being shown in Gamescom, I was like, I, this Call of Duty trailer was actually a breath of fresh air to me compared to some of the other stuff I was seeing, I guess. Okay. Uh, I don't really know why that is, but I watched a bunch of it. I was like, it looks pretty neat. They're still not my cup of tea, um, but, you know, the World War II setting, I feel like, makes the guns seem a lot more like um, Hunt Showdown and less mm -hmm. like 
you know, I don't know, futuristic Call of Duty. Yeah, I don't know, Modern Warfare. Yeah, I mean, I think that's neat. Mm -hmm. um, I, when I Googled it a bit more, I was like, oh, it's got uh, multiplayer modes too. It actually has zombies also, so I guess it'll have zombies in some sort of neat, like, sort of old school World War II scenario. That sounds Pretty cool. much all of them are Nazi zombies, right? I guess. That's the Call of Duty thing. Right. But um, you have crazy futuristic guns in yeah. the last one. So, I don't know. I mean, hey, it's it's polished as fuck. It's a AAA game. It's got it's it looks very beautiful. The guns look like they feel great. You know, the shooting looks like it feels great. It's got a campaign. It's got multiplayer. It's got zombies. Hey, I don't know. If you're looking for a AAA offering, I mean, it has a lot to offer. It looks like but, could be neat. But, I mean, there's uh, a lot of them, and I kind of feel like they're all the same. Yeah, personally. I think that uh -huh. is a very legitimate uh, point. <laughs> I really liked uh, the first uh, first time I played zombies. I, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And uh, it's actually before I even owned a PS3. Um, yeah. And I bought a PS3 to play that. Uh, I even bought the gun not knowing that um, the move was only for specific games. I had no bad. idea. Yeah. yeah. It, would have, it would be cool in a, in a thing like that. Right? Like yeah, uh, That's how much I liked it though. Is mm -hmm. I, I bought a PS3 and I bought the gun and I bought all kinds of shit just because I wanted to play some I wanted to shoot some zombies. And uh, Hey man. No dice. I think I ended up with, uh, I had to buy a PlayStation Move and uh, Overkill, I think it was called. No, House of the Dead Overkill Edition. Mm. That's what it was. Remember That's the House one. of the Dead games? Dude, isn't that getting remade? I don't know. This was a remake of, like, I mean, the original yeah. was an arcade game, right? I so, think they just they announced the new House of the Dead game recently-ish. That could be pretty cool. I can't remember if we covered it or not, but I'm pretty sure that was a thing that happened. But all in all, shooting zombies is uh, enticing, and if there's some of that in this new Call of Duty, great. Yeah, and, uh, with guns that feel like Hunt Showdown, maybe? Maybe. You know, that could be cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, maybe it's just because I haven't looked up Call of Duty footage in a long time. That's mm -hmm. why I got interested. But well, if for whatever reason, I thought it looked pretty cool. Well, if it's World War II, they still have automatics and stuff, so it's not quite Hunt. I guess, yeah. But the guy, well, the guy in, in the trailer, um, or I guess it was, he played as a, he plays a girl, maybe? I, I don't really know. Uh, faceless protagonist. I mean, you're just, it's just a gun. In a, right, you it's know. first person. It's first person. Uh, but like, I guess she was using um, some sort of really neat bolt-action rifle that like, she had to reload manually, like each shot kind of thing. After and like, okay, yeah. it just looked like it felt very. I like when the guns look and feel very sort of. Uh, I don't know what the word is. I want to say visceral. It's not exactly the word. The gun just looks like it has neat physics. Mm -hmm. Like it feels good to use it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the reloading action feels good. The like shooting looks good. Like yeah, the clicking is satisfying. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally do. I yeah, hundred percent know what you're talking. about. Yeah, I think that's why I was like, oh, that looks not bad. You know, mm -hmm. like it, or it, at least grabbed my attention. Fair enough. So maybe zombies with a bit more Hunt Showdown type guns could be fun. Just a little bit, a little bit like Hunt Showdown. I don't know. Anyways, um, that looked neat. Uh, there's also TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Uh, this we, I think we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. It's the totally old school Turtles looking brawler game. Yeah. I don't really know if I want to play one of those. Yeah, I don't. But it looks like a very good that kind of game. Right. So right. if you're looking for a, a cool co-op brawler with Turtles, you can play as April and Neil this time. Mm -hmm. She looks hilarious. It looks like it will totally deliver on that front. So, you know, there's that. Uh, <laughs> Great. I think it looks. I gotta. Be, I do honestly think it looks good. I don't want to play it, but I think it looks like a good game. Well, good. Evaluated on what what it's trying to achieve, right? Yeah. Well, that's all that really matters. Eh? Well, I mean, if it's doing what it's trying to do. Yeah, no, of, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I do kind of. You. I do kind of feel that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's the Outlast Trials, which right. Outlast is. I want to say a Montreal actually developed game, but I can't really remember. It's Canadian for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Outlast. 
it has never really interested me that much as a game. Although I'm happy, I'm very happy that it's done well. Mm-hmm. It seems to have like carved out a really nice niche following for itself. Um, and this is some sort of yeah, the Outlast Trials. It's some sort of weird version of Outlast where you, all I know is from watching the footage that you can co-op with up to three players and you co-op fight these monsters. It's not just hiding. There is some sort of fighting too. That's cool. It looks interesting. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's coming uh, 2022. Shredder's Revenge is TBD 2022. Uh, there's some footage for Blood Hunt, which uh, I am sort of a bit loath to say, I gotta be honest, actually looks not bad. Uh, that's the Vampire the Masquerade Battle Royale. Right. Um, I just kind of, it's like my thing with Blood Hunt is that I don't want, I don't know how many people want a Vampire the Masquerade Battle Royale. My gut is to say not that many. What I did, what I did want was Bloodlines. Right, right. right. The, can- the seemingly perhaps cancelled or indefinitely at least delayed Bloodlines 2. Mm-hmm. But if you want a Vampire Battle Royale, I gotta be honest, it looks okay. All right, so maybe well. check out some footage, it looks pretty good. They did like a breakdown of one of the clans, fancy like shadow jumping stuff and like, I don't know, blades coming out of their arms and shit. It mm. just looks like, you know, frenetic, good action. Okay. Um, interesting. interesting powers. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That comes out uh, September 7th, early access on Steam. And uh, Horizon Zero Dawn confirmed for February 2022. No footage shown, just it's confirmed for February. That seems to have made a splash with people, but whatever. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Um, replaced. Yeah, Replaced, uh, I think, looks really neat, uh, but it's unfortunately Xbox only, uh, and it's coming out 2022. So I don't even know if there's hope for uh, a PlayStation version. I think it's supposed to be console exclusive, so not even like a timed exclusive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I do think it looks really interesting, and I would check it out if you have an Xbox and are interested. And it looks kind of like a sort of a cyberpunky film noir like pixel art game that I think looks really good. But um, yeah, a lot of people seem kind of into that. That's about it for the opening night live. What I thought was interesting there, uh, awesome indies, uh, which is sort of the second, the third day. Excuse me. Uh, there is no light is the is for me um, the most interesting thing that I saw on the Awesome Indies show, uh, which is, was on the third day, and I think is a, is officially after seeing the trailer again is officially the game I'm the most excited about at Gamescom. Period. Yeah. Okay, well there you I, go. I think it looks fucking amazing. I can't wait. It comes out November 2021, so pretty soon. It was like supposed to come out I think a month ago and just got a little minor delay. It's coming out soon. It's on PlayStation. It's on Switch. I think everything. Okay. Well. You. What do you think? Movement looks cool, whatever, but absolute trash to me. I have no interest. Whatsoever. The art, you mean, right? Mm-hmm. The art, uh, yeah, no, well, just the art in terms of like the uh, the action, like uh, your attacks and everything, the the stuff around that uh, looks cool, but the rest of it does not to me. You mean like the visual aesthetic? Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, again, I like the the action. Yeah, and the movement, but the action looks really crisp. The rest of it, I <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Is it just the art? What's what's not doing it for you? The art it's style? Just, again, it's ancient. Sure. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's like fucking Nintendo to me. So what can I say about this? Um, you're right. It does look ancient. It's mm-hmm. totally in the style of like, uh, again, super, I think it's Super Nintendo era. Uh, uh, to be fair, I'm, it's I'm, not I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull up a Nintendo game for you. Um, Teague is trying to persuade me that Nintendo games look as good as There Is No Light, which I definitely do not believe. I think this looks better. The, that looks better? Yeah. So you're showing me Ninja Gaiden? Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't know, man, I, but... The, I don't know. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like... Well, listen, maybe it is 8-bit style, and I'm not thinking 16-bit Contra, style. Contra, too? Uh, yeah, but dude. more like Super Contra, not like normal Contra. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, yeah, no. I also well, part of it for me is the animation. Mm -hmm. Animation couldn't look that. It was could literally could not look that good on Nintendo. It just wasn't. Possible. No, no. Well, it's there's the pixels are too small, right? Like uh, you have. It's more the fluidity of movement. Oh well, that definitely there's yeah. it's night and day. Like yeah. that's significantly better by far. But you could down. get stuff kind of like that on SNES, kind of. Close I still to, don't feel to. like it would be close to the smoothness of this and the <laughs> yeah. animations of the action. Like You're probably that, right. You're probably the right. The animations of the attacks and stuff yeah. look current. That mm. looks like something that is on a is PS4. Yeah. Um, the rest of it though um, <laughs> does not feel like that to me. Sure. And and I, I imagine the feel of it probably is similar to PS4. Yeah. Like the smoothness. The yeah, it looks like just, it feels fantastic. I'm sure it is, but yeah. it's just. At, <laughs> I just can't get off on that animation. It no, just no, no. Fair enough, man. Fair me. enough. What? But, but again, the action animation looks really good. Totally, uh, totally. What, what I can say about There Is No Light is that I think it, for, for me, like I think Teague just doesn't like the art style, which no. is totally fair. Um, from my perspective, I think the art is gorgeous, um, but I do like pixel art games. Yeah. Um, and I think we both agree on the fact that the action does look crisp as hell. Oh, yeah. Like, really impressively crisp. Very much so. And it looks... I, I mean, this is a bit of a judgment, obviously, but I think the action looks good. Like, I think yeah, it looks like no. it will be fun to play. It, it, it I mean? does... It, it just... It seems way... Like, I'm sure it plays like a PS4 game. It's Probably. just the look of it that is yeah. what I can't get over. I'm that's, just like... That's totally fair. That's totally fair. I love it. Play I love it. That yeah. looks like that. I this. think it... I mean, what can, I, I should probably describe the game somehow. It, it's clearly an action game. I don't know if it's supposed to be an action RPG or not, or if it's just a straight action game. Uh, it looks a little bit like it reminds me of a castle, a Castlevania game. Yeah, okay. Like I a really that, yeah. crisp, cool action Castlevania game. It's very horror-themed. It's got like a gothic horror, sort of like weird-ass monsters kind of thing going on. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it looks really amazing. Go check it out. It comes out soon. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's my number one pick for Gamescom. Fair for enough. Sure. Fair enough. For sure. Um, and then moving on to uh, there's Conscript, which is also out of the awesome indies day. Conscript I wanted to highlight just because I think it looks very different and strange. It is a French-developed uh, World War I survival horror game. Interesting. It is interesting. That yeah. sounds very cool. It's. I think it looks really interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's pixel art, so <sighs> you you won't. I don't think you won't be able to get over the art style. Probably nope. not. No, nope, no. Nope. But the conceptually, it's really fascinating. Um, and I think I would go check that game out too if you're if that subject matter interests you at all, and you don't mind pixel art. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Conscript looks really cool. Uh, very different. Uh, then the Future Games show, which was on day four. Um, I thought, uh, we don't need to get into it too much, I thought Project Relic looked pretty interesting. Okay. Um, it's like some sort of weird, different, yeah, it's like a sort of almost a tr like a smaller studio, smaller-ish studio, trying to do a AAA FPS. Okay. It's like sci-fi, weird sci-fi stuff. Interesting. Uh, it looks cool, but also it's slated for 2023. And I was just like, what the fuck? Why, like, why would you even put that out now? You know? How can you expect me to get excited about something that's supposed to, that's only... Years away. It's like, that's even, and that's if it doesn't get delayed, which is like, it's probably, a game like that is probably by a small studio, it's going to get delayed by like at least a year. Yeah. You know I mean? it's like, There'll be a PS6 by the time that thing comes out. It's like 2024, it's like whatever. Nah, but nah, nah, nah. It does look interesting. Um, then there's, let's actually check this one, In Sound Mind. In Sound Mind. Some sort of FPS horror game, maybe. Okay. Teague, In Sound Mind, what do you think? Mind fuck. <laughs> That's all I can think of. That is a mind fuck, and um, could be interesting. Not gonna be for me though. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I have zero interest. Yeah, whatsoever. fair enough. Fair enough. I think it looks pretty interesting. It's a some sort of survival horror FPS, right? Which seems cool, but nah, it's, it's the kind of it's the kind of game I would have been out. I would have been totally out on from the minute I first saw it if I didn't see a gun in the guy's hand. Mm, and yeah. that that made me be like, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. You see him shoot something. I wasn't a big fan of what he shot, though. No, um, it's true. That yeah. that was uh, probably the deciding factor in me saying I have zero interest in this game. Yeah, I totally um, hear you. I totally hear you. Yeah, the monsters look kind of janky as fuck. Dude, right? Like, what was that? Like, I don't know. Man. I mean, it's supposed to be horror, no? Like, I mean, I want to shoot that thing. That that <laughs> that that ghost-like thing with the cut. Th- like that's yeah. scary. Like that that skeleton guy well, with the red eyes. Maybe like, that's in it sure. too, right? Like, yeah, I don't I mean, know how early this is. Also, but again, it's like if that's. I thought I saw a spaceship and stuff too. You know what? I'm actually. I just. I just said I don't know how early this is, but uh, unfortunately, it looks like Insound Mind comes out September 28th. Oh, okay. So clearly, it is pretty much finished. Wow, that so, does not look like a finished game. The thing about Insound Mind is, I mean, first of all, it looks like an indie game to me. Yeah. So I think they have pretty limited resources. Yeah. Right. You got to bear that in mind. Uh, it's probably not going to be that expensive a game. Also. I would hope. Uh, I would hope. <laughs> um, but what I think looks cool about Insound Mind is that it looks like it has an interesting story. The narration sounded pretty cool. Um, the monsters might look shitty, but also I thought thought the environments looked extremely nice, like yeah. extremely well done. It looks like a real mindfuck, and it also looks like a game that's primarily about exploration, anyways. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you know maybe it's not that bad that the monsters look shitty. Yeah, it could be alright. I don't know. You know, maybe it won't impact uh, at least how good the game is. Yeah, well, maybe. we'll see in a month. We'll see, we'll see. But yeah, In Sound Mind comes out September 28th. That's a that's a good runner-up for me for number two, like, most interesting-looking game. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it looks like it's going to be that great, but it's... It, I interesting. Mean, exactly. That's all it matters. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be like a 9.5 on 10 kind of thing or anything. Right. But it looks different. Yep. Uh, and different in maybe a good way. Yeah. The only other thing I wrote down was, we don't need to get into it too much, but in the Freedom Games Showcase, uh, which is a big indie showcase... It looked mostly pretty meh to me, uh, but there's one at the end called Monster Outbreak, which is like a, a weird pixel art, top-down, it's allegedly a tower-based defense game. What I thought was cool was that the action looked crisp, and I saw a lot of the gameplay um, with split-screen two people at the same time. Okay. And I just neat. thought, hey, that's that could be pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's rare. Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally rare. That's currently PC only, but could easily. It's not like a exclusive. Right. It could easily come to consoles also. So we'll see. And that's pretty much it for um, Gamescom. Yeah, that's 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 it for Gamescom for me. You know, the the big ones in Sound Mind, and please check out There Is No Light. Mm-hmm. I think it looks so cool. <laughs> um, I think there was some. My my buddy uh, Matt is really into this too. Death Trash, I think is the name of the game. I think Death Trash might have had that's been that was we covered that at um, E during the E three episode. Death Trash, I think maybe got some new footage, hmm. but I wasn't able to find it uh, oh, okay. when I was over. But yeah, Death Trash is another really big indie game that I think looks like it could be really awesome. Hmm. Um, anyways, so that's for Gamescom, and uh, when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll handle some news. The only gaming I've done in the past, like, however long, has been just that, gathering points. Haven't even played the game. Right. I play with a buddy, and we just, like, (laughs) 
gather <clears throat> points, and it's kind of boring. That's the say. thing, is that these things, they kind of force you to do that. Mm -hmm. And that kind of sucks. Yep. Because you end up not... That's the exact same thing with Destiny. Yep. You end up not playing the game anymore and just doing this, like doing the routine to get a food pellet. Mm -hmm. Doing the skin box, the Skinner box to get a food pellet. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. it's like, that's kind of not cool. No. Well, here, listen, we're back. Uh, should we just talk really briefly about what we've been playing since we're kind of already on it? We could, sure. I mean, you've been playing Sounds Like Hunt Showdown? Hunt Showdown, new event. Mm, something about the light. I honestly don't know what it's called. Some Shadow of Light? I have no idea. Uh, natives, you get a bow, drawing axe, a couple of new skins. It's an event. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing. It's an excuse to play some Hunt Showdown. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's try it. not to get too railed in by the fact that, you know, you have to gather event points. <laughs> Just yeah. don't worry about it too much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if anybody actually cares about, you know, these skins and stuff, but... Uh... I, I'm kind of uh, I see it and I kind of just want to get it done sure just, yeah it's there I feel like I sort of should but I mean hey skins are cool the danger is only just you know try to remember to still have fun playing the game that's it right yeah. so like the farming thing is kind of a bitch and, yeah uh, again you don't have to do that if you just play the game a lot though uh, you can 100% get all the points you need by just playing the game like you don't have to do this yeah nonsense but uh i've been through all that with destiny yeah i don't play the game enough for that you know like right. uh, i play around with a buddy every once in a while when he hits me up and cool you know like but it certainly isn't enough to uh, knock out two thousand points in a month uh, that's yeah. for sure yeah that's the problem you start playing the games just to do the thing yeah and, uh, it's like not uh, it's, you a, gotta it's play a dangerous the, road you have to play the game and not let it play you and and that's the problem i yeah. don't want to be getting played by a fucking game uh, exactly and when I like Destiny, it's because I'm playing it to play the game. Exactly. And when I don't like Destiny, it's because the game tries to play me. Absolutely. Same thing, same thing. Um, well, yeah, I haven't really been playing that much either. Uh, I've just been dicking around with Cyberpunk. Fun. There was a big uh, 1.3 patch. Right, I heard. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the news outlets were a little sensationally too harsh on it. They were like... Because they released some DLC, and the DLC was like dumb, air quotes. Like, hmm. it was like a three kind of skins. And everyone was kind of like, you know, it's a little bit like, you call that DLC? And it's like, but clearly the point of this patch was to be a patch hmm. and not to have deals. The DLC is just like a nice little bonus thrown in. Right. And as a nice little bonus, I'm like, that's great. Cool. Yeah. Like, thank you. A new jacket, you know, some new skin for Johnny, Johnny, uh, <laughs> Ken Reeves. Johnny Silverhand. Johnny Silverhand. Yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. A uh, new skin for Johnny Silverhand, a new car. It's all cool. Yeah. Like, no problem, you know? Like, I don't really like them that much, but who cares? It's free DLC. Mm -hmm. um, the really important thing about it is, which I feel like the news outlets were not talking about that much, is that the 1.3 patch is actually a really good patch. Okay. Like, it made a whole lot of stuff in the game. I play on a PS4. It made a whole lot of stuff in the game really, um, like, noticeably better. Hmm. Uh, previously, I'd had, I'd had problems, like, selling items on... Ma you collect, like, a lot of junk in the game, right? Like, you know whatever, like a cans of liquor, like, uh, you know, instant ramen, like shit like that, where it's mm -hmm. just like, it's junk, you can scrap it, you can sell it for a few bucks, you can eat it for like a small uh, little buff for a few minutes, right, you know, right, right. that kind of stuff. But selling all these things, like the interface was like really slow, mm -hmm. like it had a lot of trouble loading all the, because you'd have like 80 different classes of items. That was a big thing in Red Dead too. 
rented online. Yeah. <clears throat> it would just kind of lag out in between selling stuff, and you'd be waiting on the loading thing to get to the next item to sell it. And exactly. It was just like exactly. It made me not want to sell stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And I noticed, like, uh, right after this update, suddenly the selling stuff is like super snappy. Nice. And works very well. And I'm like, wow, that is like a really tangible improvement. Okay. Um, and they just made they made a lot of little tangible improvements that actually I think really is. I think it's a really good patch, and it's a it's cool. a very good sign that like they're they are actually still paying attention to trying to patch this, which is nice. You know? Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, for sure. It. Yeah, and I've mostly been mucking around in it just because I haven't been in the mood for like trying something new. Right, right. But I was going to take a second to give a little brief shout out to Aliens Fire Team, right, uh, which just came out August I want to say twenty seventh. Am I getting that? No, right? I think it was before that. It came out August 27th. Uh, the reviews oh. went up. The embargo went up like three or four days before that. Oh, okay. That's why. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, quick shout out to Skillup's review. Mm-hmm. Uh, go check it out. I think it's called I Recommend-Aliens Fire Team. Um, but yeah, he had this Skillup review my buddy Matt told me about. Um, completely turned around my opinion on the game. I had seen only the... I read the IGN review and it was good but not overwhelmingly good i guess mm-hmm. uh, and i was kind of like eh, the objections they raise they sound like probably i wouldn't like that too and i was sort of like yeah maybe it's not for me then matt told me about it i saw the skill up review and i was like holy shit this game looks amazing right yeah. <laughs> well the skill up review for hunt is what sold me on it too right yeah, um, yeah. so i mean although the... everyone reviewed hunt pretty well oh, I, nobody made it sound so amazing mm. as him i mean it may have come across as uh, they may have reviewed it well, and it's a good game, but they certainly talked about how unforgiving it is yeah. and how hardcore it is. And he just kind of made it seem fun. Yeah, he's like, okay, it's an asshole of a game. Yeah, but that's what they're going for, and they do it well. Yeah, um, and it, I was like sold right away. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I think you really uh, you 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 hit on what the um, the impressive part of Skill Up is is that he analyzes things from a very perspective of just fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's nice. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit more... I find it a bit more, I guess, maybe useful as a review tool than he's, some of the sites. Yeah, he's also funny. He is funny. Um, yeah. no, he's, he's and, uh, and his little, uh, the little bits of humor change your impression of the game that you're watching. You know? Yeah. And, uh, he's got a lightness of tone, too. That's absolutely. Really nice, you know? Absolutely. Um, anyways, uh, so I, I, was, I, was I texting you about it? I think so. I think I was texting you about the skill up review. Like, oh, did you see the skill up review? It like, mm. looks kind of cool now. Mm-hmm. And you were like, "I'm actually on the PSN store right now, looking at." It. <laughs> yeah, looking at the game because I had just watched the the review the night before. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all this to say, we're both pretty keen on it now. Mm. I picked it up. Have I you haven't grabbed got it, it yet. yet. You probably will. Yeah, um, I, I will. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to trying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it looks really great. It looks um, cool. It looks I'm cool, and I interested. like aliens. So same here. Hey. I want to be uh, big. Fan. Yeah, I want to be. What's it? Bill Paxton. I want to be Bill Paxton. <laughs> Absolutely. What is his name in the? Is it Hicks? Oh uh, yeah, I think it's Hicks. I think it's Hicks. I think it's game Hicks. over, buddy, or mm. game over, <laughs> game over, man, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to be Bishop. That's yeah. always that's 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 definitely my favorite character from that. I've made so many Bishop characters in like so many games since. Okay. Uh, uh, anyways, um, just wanted to say that's what I hope to be playing for next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, moving on quickly to some news. We have got, uh, went a little out of order today. Uh, the first known, number one, Epic disables disrespectful Fortnite emotes in the Martin Luther King event. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a there's an event where you can see the uh, I Have a Dream speech on yep. a screen in the game. Something to do with Time magazine. 
There's a collaboration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, With multiple people. I think a couple others do. Okay, I'm not even sure. But uh, anyways, yeah, you can... Uh, can see the I have a dream speech and uh, there are all kinds of emotes that you can do in Fortnite such as throwing tomatoes and whatnot the rotten tomatoes and children are children um, <laughs> so when you put something in a children's game and people act childish I don't know. I don't think you should be surprised. Um, yeah, I, I really don't either. Yeah, uh, I should probably point out uh, this was off the Kotaku article, right? Of what we of the headline we we, we just said, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like I think they mentioned that they disabled emotes within like twenty four hours of the event going live, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Kotaku pointed out that um, they had already disabled the throwing tomatoes emote as part of the event launching. And then they disabled all emotes except the emotes designed specifically for the event 24 hours later. Hmm. So the interesting thing there is it's not like they had, they had done something because they anticipated something happening. But then why didn't they, if they anticipated something happening, why didn't they just disable all emotes when they disabled the first one? Yeah. Why wait 24 hours? It seems a little weird. Yeah. Almost like they're waiting for the behavior to happen before they can react to it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Which is a little weird. <laughs> I, I think the whole thing is just weird. The whole um, thing is uh, is very weird. Yeah. Um, and and is this picture uh, from the front of the article? Is this one of the emotes that they got rid of? The I, rainbow. I'm actually not sure. Because because yeah. if so, if this is considered disrespectful emote, I just don't know. Like. Well, they just got rid of all emotes except right. the like eight that they had yeah, made the for fly, the event. The holding a sign. Some sort of protest emotes. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Some stuff like yeah. that. But uh, I got the impression that they got rid of that one. I don't and know. I, and I just kind of feel yeah, like, sure. well, that's not very mean of an emote if he's holding no, a rainbow. It seems like... kind of nice. Yeah. But I'm sure there's lots of nice emotes in Fortnite that all got disabled too, right? Like, I guess. Like, I it doesn't know. just have throwing tomatoes. I mean, I don't really know, but I'm assuming they have stuff like, you know, thumbs up and like hi and like, you know, they must all have the le- standard. Uh, they must have left that stuff in. I don't think they disabled. Says they disabled them. all of them. No, not the not the core. Um, I, I don't think the really? core ones. Uh, the I article don't... said all of them except the ones designed specifically for the event. Okay, that's what it said. It could be wrong. I don't know. Hmm. I thought it was a little hard to believe too. Yeah, I was under the impression that you still there were still a bunch, but they got rid of certain ones. But... It seemed like a general ban because huh. they were just like, nope, too many people being stupid. We'll just ban all of them. Uh, the whole thing is just weird to me. The whole um, thing is super weird. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I kind of agree with you. I, I, I feel very much like... So the problem with this stuff is that the Kotaku article is focusing on the inappropriate behavior of people playing the game with, with regards to this Martin Luther King event that uh, Epic staged, right, in the mm-hmm. game. And the problem with that is that nobody is focusing... Is that they're not asking the question of why the fuck is Epic hosting a Martin Luther King event in their game in the first place. Right. This is a game about killing people in the face with snipers and, like, blowing them up and, like, destroying them. It's a battle royale. It's all about conflict. It's not the first time that a company has done events like this in games, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I can say the only one I have personal experience with is in Destiny, and Destiny has... Um, and But I think there is a, a very tangible difference between the Martin Luther King event and Destiny's events. Destiny has very, very non-denominational, like, sort of seasonal stuff. Mm. Where it's like, this is the winter event. Right, uh, right. That absolutely. is, like, vaguely Christmas-themed. Yeah. Vaguely. But no, mostly, like, snowballs and snowmen and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is the Halloween event. It's very non-denominational, Halloween-themed. 
right? This is the recognizing the heroes event. This is the right. spring event. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. nothing wrong with that stuff. It's no. totally fine. It's like, but Epic is doing a specifically. You know, this is a really. Yeah, I was just gonna say, there's nothing wrong with the Martin Luther King speech either. Like that's no. that's a great speech. It's fantastic. But this is a kids' video game, and yeah. it seems like taking something serious and putting it in a stupid situation makes it less serious than it actually deserves. You're 100 um, percent right. I, I just don't. I just find it out of place. And, Why uh, is the outrage not about that? It's fucking Kotaku for Christ's sake. It's distasteful. They're all about outrage. They yeah. love outrage. Yeah. You know why are they not talking about like? Why the hell did they put this in the damn game? Mm. Like, you know, there's, I mean, it's like Epic is trying to address the problem by like disabling emotes. Like we said, it's also a little bit suspect because it's like, well, if they disabled one of them 24 hours in advance and then just all of them later, why the fuck didn't they do all of them to begin with? Yeah. So that's weird in and of itself. It's kind of like, well, what's your, you know, secret hidden agenda here? But on top of that, it's like, yeah, why? Why isn't the focus on why you've added this to the game as opposed to Thank the you. reaction from children in a children's game? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, kids are going to be kids. Kids and, are going to be um, kids. That's not, that's not a crime, too. It's like kids are allowed to be kids. Yeah. Like, they, they do dumb shit. They say they do disrespectful stuff. Absolutely. You know, and you it's shouldn't like... put stuff that shouldn't be disrespected in a kid's game. Sure. Um, yeah. In my mind. And if you, and in my mind too, if you are going to put it, well then let them react however they want to. I mean... I, d I just think, I don't think it belongs. Uh, and I mean, I have I nothing against, uh, I think it's a fantastic speech. I think it yeah. deserves like uh, everything good. For sure. For sure. It does not deserve this to be put in a game yeah. and take it. It just seems like it's taking it down from... I don't know. It's not taking it as seriously as it should be. Exactly. Um, and yeah. it bothers me. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know. I just... It really surprised me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, Martin Luther King's... Well, is it March Through Washington, I think? Uh, is the, uh, I guess the event itself. It's it's like the 53rd uh, anniversary of the March Through Washington, I think. Maybe? Something like that. I, I gotta be honest. I don't know that much about yeah. the... Uh, but... Yeah, no, you're totally right. It's like, I mean, these are really important parts of history. Yeah. That deserve to be uh, inspected and, like, remembered. But it just, yeah, it's just... Not in a child's free-to-play game. It's Fortnite. Yeah. It's fucking Fortnite. That's it. It doesn't, it doesn't belong in no. my mind. I, it doesn't really belong in any games. Like, I mean... <laughs> unless not unless it's, a... it's something, again, like, focusing on history and, like... Yeah. I, I mean, maybe a learning game. I don't know. I mean, if it's a game about Martin Luther King, then, of course. I, but... I think that's even maybe distasteful, too. You know? Well, like, I, I uh... think I agree with you. I just mean that, like, at least then it would make sense that that was part of the subject matter. Right. I guess. Right? right? Yeah. Like, more so than in, you know, a game that... It couldn't have less to do with Martin Luther King, Fortnite, right? Like, it, there's just, yeah. like Kotaku pointed out, uh, there's loading screens about getting headshots on people for, like, easy kills. Right. In the middle of a, you know, like, a event about MLK. It's, it's like, just really uh, yeah. gross to me. It's kind of gross. Yeah, it's kind of uh, gross. It, it, yeah. It's got a bad, uh, a yeah. bad smell to me. I don't know. Totally, I, uh, totally. It's like... Yeah, we really should be focusing on, you know, why are we letting Epic Mega Games put this in their Fortnite game in the first place? I think so. Like, if you're going to let them do that, then of course there's going to be problems. Like, yeah. Maybe point the, the, a little bit the finger at them and be like, well, can you not... Also, like, how would you possibly expect children now to know anything about this? And, and again, like, you're adding an event. You're adding something new to a game that these people love, right? Yeah. And play the hell out of. So, of course, they're going to check it out. And, of For course, sure. they're going to be doing dumb shit they're just gonna be like doing kid kids stuff, do right yeah you know like yeah. uh i don't know i mean i think i don't think it's good to have people standing around throwing tomatoes at 
Martin Luther King? I I just think you shouldn't have put it in the game. You know, like uh, yeah, I kind of feel like you can't blame people for their stupid emote reactions. It's like stupid emote reactions are in everything. Mm -hmm. It's like that happens in Destiny, where it's like yeah, I'll get teabagged by some random stranger sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's just part of the game. It's Absolutely, like people do dumb shit all the time. Absolutely, that's just the nature of the beast. It's like yeah. when you put emotes in a game and it's a massive online game, you get you get the good with the bad kind of. Absolutely, you know, it's like just yeah, maybe just don't have an event like this. I don't think it's uh... you can't expect people to react appropriately yeah no I, and i think they know that people don't they don't act appropriately on the game so to put yeah. it in is just putting it in the line of fire for disrespect exactly therefore exactly. disrespectful to put it in the game yeah uh, in my yeah. mind i, yeah. I mean maybe yeah same I'm... as you that's what makes me wonder what's the agenda here because it's like they clearly know this they, they know their game right they know what they must happen. they must know yeah um yeah, so yeah, i yeah. just don't understand but uh whatever i mean <sighs> it's kind of gross it's really yeah. gross yeah. it's uh um... the type of shit you need a shower after talking about <laughs> It's like, yeah, I mean, it's probably probably just one free marketing, but it's like, yeah, it's pretty gross. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Anyways, um, moving on. Yep. So that takes us to number two, which is Peggy thinks Pokemon simulate... <laughs> so now this is actually not an article, but this is a Yang Ye uh, right. video. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, I was just, I, I kind of laughed as I started reading the title because I forgot how literal his uh, video, his, yeah, yeah, his titles yeah, are. Yeah, 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 100%. Um, but this is basically just the Young A video that we're talking about here. Um, there's some cooperative news to go with it, but he's the one that, as far as I can tell, is doing the best breakdown of what's going on. He's what I saw. Um, yeah, no, and I actually wasn't able to find an article that was uh, describing it as thoroughly as he was. Hmm. And he uses a lot of supporting evidence in his, uh, yeah, no, his like, makes, show notes. He makes you know? fantastic videos. He's really good, yeah. Um, but the headline is, Peggy thinks Pokemon simulated gaming is for adults and FIFA's real loot box gambling is for kids. What's the actual news here? I don't think there is any. Um, really? Well, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, the news is that Peggy has changed their, um, their rating system such that Pokemon is now considered banned gambling, or not banned gambling, but gambling required requiring an 18 plus rating. Mm -hmm. While... There's a convenient loophole that stuff like FIFA with its loot boxes, it's actually, as, as Young A points out, I don't want to pretend that I came up with this first, uh, as he points out, it's actual gambling is not covered by these uh, restrictions at all. Mm -hmm. They changed their wording and they're making it so that, I think the actual wording is that any game that contains, that depicts gambling in a simulated fashion or teaches people the rules of gambling has to be considered 18 plus now. And because FIFA, with its, like Young A says, actual gambling, doesn't present itself as gambling, it's not gambling. Right. But Pokemon, that actually has no gambling, because it has, like, one depiction in the game of, like, there's not a lot of it, of, like, a gambling scenario, needs to be given an 18-plus gambling rating. Mm -hmm. It's fucked. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, course, but. yeah, it's... Like a loophole, you know? Uh, again, as you said before... But they, they changed the rules such that a game like that is going to be covered and a game like FIFA won't. I mean, it seems like they pretty clearly know what they're doing. It seems like somebody um, hired a really good lobbyist um, <laughs> to influence people to allow FIFA to continue down the road it's on. Exactly. And Pokemon people didn't. Yeah. Um, that's basically the way I see it. Yeah, like uh, they they paid the bribe and yeah. Um, yeah, got away with it, too. and Pokemon didn't pay the bribe, and well, here you go. I mean, speaking you got of a kids' game that's eighteen plus. 
God, man, Pokemon <laughs> 18 plus rating because of gambling. It's so fucking ludicrous. It's like, I mean, it's literally the way it's worded now is that fake gambling in games is gambling. Mm-hmm. So, like in Dragon Quest, for example, I think Dragon Quest. Wait, which one? Yeah, Dragon it's Quest. Pretty much in every eight game is my favorite Dragon Quest. So many yeah, Dragon Quest Eight has an actual casino. There's been an actual casino in I think every single Dragon Quest game since maybe the third one. I want to say. Okay. Um, and that will be considered gambling now because it depicts gambling, mm-hmm. even though you can't p- spend any money in it. You can't buy anything. Yeah. It's yeah. all fake. Mm-hmm. It's all like in-game weird fake currency. You know, it's like... It's so intentional. So that's 18 plus, but yeah, FIFA's actual loot boxes that are a huge fucking problem for people mm-hmm. is totally fine. Real world money. Is right? fine, for, fine for kids. Exactly. For kids. Somebody FIFA. paid somebody off to let this slide. <clears throat> I, that's the way I see it. Yeah. I, I can't... Same here, man. I just don't see how you could Same possibly... Here. You know, uh, like, uh, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, it is. No, it really is. Um, but yeah, if you're interested, go check out the Young video. It's pretty It's pretty in-depth. Yeah, he's um, uh, he goes deep. This shit is crazy. I mean, we didn't talk about it last time, but there was some recent stuff with, like, the the bills coming out of the UK, is it? Uh, about new restrictions on uh, loot boxes, I think. And some U.S. senators were, like, making... Um, oh, they sent out all the letters? Um, yeah, they were, like, sending letters to the government asking, what are you guys going to do about this? Like, to other de- devs, right? Yeah, trying to prompt uh, U.S. game game developers to uh, adhere to the same bill that was that's being passed in the U.K. Um, right. I think it's interesting, kind of on the heels of that, because that's about loot boxes. Yeah. And yeah. this is clearly... I mean, we, we know what side Peggy's on. Yeah. Peggy's on the side of... Uh, you know, FIFA is. Uh, we are not going to shit on FIFA at like at all. Somebody's paid. Dude, I, I think. I feel like there's been money passing hands. It's and, um, crazy. They're told who to uh, go after and who not yeah. to. And yeah. uh, and I, I feel nice. like Pokemon probably got the opportunity to pay the. Pay the bill, and they said no. And they said, "Oh yeah, <laughs> we're going to turn your kids' game into an 18 plus." God, maybe, man, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but speaking of gross things coming off the heels of the Fortnite stuff, uh, this is a little gross. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It yeah. is. There's a lot of gross stuff. In, in this the news. whole this whole <laughs> list is gross, man. Yeah, no, it really is. It um, really is. Uh, well, speaking of the whole list, uh, number three, China slashes kids' gaming time to just three hours a week. Yeah, see, I don't find that gross. You don't find that gross? No, yeah, we have mixed opinions on this one. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the way I see it is, um, let them do what they do. There's a whole lot of things that are different over there, right? That's Social true. credit system, they complete communism. Yeah. They're, they're very different. There's a whole lot of things that seem scary to me as a Westerner. Absolutely, that but go it's on over there. none of our fucking business to tell them what, how they should raise their kids. Like, unless they're doing something absolutely horrible. Yeah, I don't think it's our place to step in. Um, sure. And I mean, again, they have a social credit system. They have all kinds. There's of enough things. stuff that seems actually horrible Absolutely. that we could maybe step in about. Absolutely, that we maybe don't have to talk about talk three about, hours a week. <laughs> like, I mean, to me, it doesn't sound terrible. You know, like yeah. uh, it's just, no. I, I hear you. Yeah. Like they they had an issue and they're dealing with it. Yeah. Uh, the way that they see fit. I mean, it's not like they're chopping off kids' hands for playing too much or, you know. No, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it It seems fairly innocent to me and, again, just not it's, our place. It's minors. It's uh, only yeah. under 18. Yeah. And yeah. It's just not our place to judge them. That's a fair um, point. Yeah. For, uh, that's the way I see it anyways. Uh, I'm kind of glad that we that we talked about this just because... And, I mean, I guess, you know, to come back to the actual news itself, uh, just because I guess I didn't... It's pretty much in the headline. Mm. Um, this was from a Bloomberg article. The Bloomberg article is surprisingly good. I am coming around to Bloomberg as kind of a pretty good site for your sort of uh, so-so. 
Yeah, no, they have they some decent stuff. Seem like they use a lot of they have like a lot of backup research too. They have some decent articles. For There's sure. a lot of stuff in the articles about like you know when they say something, then they'll have a secondary link of like here's like go check the analyst talking about it if you want. Like they have mm-hmm. sec- sort of secondary factual stuff, which right, I find right. kind of interesting. Anyways, uh, I don't really use Bloomberg that much usually, but yeah, the the news itself is basically just in the headline. Uh, there isn't that much more to say about it. It's for minors. It's um. Yeah, it's it's from the Chinese government. Um, whether or not it'll be enforced strictly is kind of remains to be seen by the tech companies themselves. Uh, yeah, there really wasn't that. There wasn't that much. There's a lot of like really small details, but they're not that uh, yeah relevant to the discussion. I think. But um, again, I just I feel <clears> like it's um, it's not definitely should not be judging them. Um, I mean, I kind of that's not that's actually not something I thought about before we had this conversation, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad I did talk to you about it because. That's an important thing to consider. I was kind of, I was very much analyzing it from my perspective. Right. And my perspective is someone who grew up with video games, and I would have had a, for me, what would have been a, I think I would say a shitty childhood if I didn't have video games. I really, they had a really nice place for me in, uh, when I was a kid. Yeah, I know, I get that. My issue with it is not, it's not the state's place to raise your kid. That's kind of That's how up I to feel. the parent. Yeah. But in communist China, it's not our place to judge them. That's true. Um, yeah, it really is a different perspective where it's not not so much up to the individual parent as the society as a whole. Right? Yeah. So it, when viewed through that light, it's uh, um, it it can it can make sense. I don't I'm know. Just I'm not opposed yeah. to it, you know. Sure. But I, I don't like the idea of the state, you know, raising your kids or tell you know. Yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> just yeah. Not a huge fan of overreach, but. I don't know. I mean, again, I just feel like there's so much other stuff that they do differently that uh, who like it's a little apples and oranges. There are things that we can sort of call uh, and say like, well, that's pretty shitty. Where and and there's just other stuff that I feel is just not our business. You know, mm. like uh, this is uh, if they this let them do it. You know, like yeah. uh, it's sort of like countries doing you know mandatory military service or whatever. You know, like that, that's not our place. Like that's you know, let them do what they do. I'm talking Israel uh, and the uh, mandatory service, right? Yeah, like that's yeah. that's a thing there for no, for sure, for a sure. long time. Yeah. And again, it's like I don't. You're right. Yeah. I don't feel like that's our place to to tell them what to do. It's like whether or not you want to is a different thing than who are we? Know. Who the hell yeah. are we to tell other people how they should? What's right? What's right? like? Okay, whoa. Yeah, that, 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 rape, that murder. Sense pedophilia some basics whoa i'm down with yeah. telling them no on that um but like there's so much other stuff that's yeah concentration camps uh not you so know, good. uh killing people for being gay um yeah. yeah a lot of these things human rights issues sure yeah. but i think yeah. a lot of people kind of feel that things are rights that aren't really rights playing video games is not a human right no it's absolutely not yeah. it's a luxury and, and that is worth pointing out yeah, yeah. um yeah. i don't know so I don't. I'm not as opposed to it as you might think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> the the fun thing about talking to you about this for me um, has been that because I also struggle with video game addiction, and you helped me to appreciate that like maybe there's some actual good points about about discouraging video game addiction in children that could be useful. It made me like I'm not sure if I 
if I believe that or not, but it made me think about it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think about it before. Yeah. And yeah. that and, is fascinating. But also, again, the way that they're, that the social credit system works, uh, who knows what else is going to go with it. Maybe you can get more video game time if you do community <laughs> service. Uh, yeah. Maybe if you get exercise and do this, you get more. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe. Who yeah. knows? But I True. mean, the way their social credit system works is pretty interesting. And like, yeah, there's... Nice. There's a lot of stuff that like can build you up, and there's some weird shit that can take you down too. Yeah, um, that's terrifying, man. Absolutely, so, to, to me, to me, absolutely. Yeah, but again, it's different. So 1984. It's different. Yeah, it um, is. It is. And uh, like, I'm not for it at all. But again, it's not not my place to uh, tell them what to do. Yeah, um, that makes sense. As long yeah. as they're not, you know, like fucking children or something like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean basically yeah, yeah. Um, cool well uh, let's move on to number four which is Activision Blizzard California lawsuit accuses publishers HR department of shredding documents yeah well that's this I got off IGN that's kind of uh, not a good look it's that's, not a good look that's, that's I, I said wait and let's hear what happens to you know with the courts and all let's not jump the gun on uh, you know, let's not dogpile them too much <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm kind of taking that back a little bit now. I'm kind of like well Jesus Christ, uh, this is a a big, uh, big fat red flag. <laughs> kind I of. mean, it just sounds like they're up to no good. It sounds like they're up to no good. They're hiding I, something. Obviously. Dude, I, I gotta be honest. Apologies for the interruption. We just took a short break there. Um, but to come back. So the actual news itself, which is Activision Blizzard, California lawsuit accuses publishers HR department of shredding documents. This is off IGN. Uh, and first reported by Axios. Uh, so basically, the news itself is the CDFEH, no, uh, excuse me, the DFEH, uh, Department of Fair Employment and Housing, has updated the lawsuit against Activision Blizzard, uh, adding temp workers to the original complaint, while also accusing the publisher of withholding key documents. So basically, as part of this update, uh, there was a clause inserted uh, claiming that documents and records have not been maintained as required by law, and that documents related to investigations and complaints were shredded by human resource personnel and emails are deleted 30 days after an employee's separation. So there's not that much to say. It's a bad look. It's definitely a bad look. <laughs> Shredding documents is not generally a sign of uh, innocence. It's um. No, it's, it's not usually a sign that everything's on the up and up. No. Uh, but it's a little bit... I mean, we kind of have to wait and see how this shakes out. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like... It sounds terrible. But also, I mean, I didn't go into super in-depth on this. Maybe the Axios article illuminates more. Probably. But it seems a little bit unclear at the moment how, like, for example, you were saying earlier. Email. is Yeah, the 30-day email policy, is that just sort of the norm? Yeah, like, is that something they just started doing? Have they been doing this forever? Like, I, exactly. I, just, I don't know. I mean, like, were they really doing this because of the lawsuit? Or, I mean, certainly the DFEH thinks so. Mm -hmm. um, I guess whether or not that's actually true will probably come out in the lawsuit. Here's hoping. Um, here's hoping, yeah. No, totally. But the Activision Blizzard thing continues. It, yeah, and it still looks bad. It still looks bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious to see what the end result of this is going to be. Somebody's going to get a lot of money, and then it's going to get brushed under the rug. Probably, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, just like, guessing, but... Like I said, I think I said this earlier, but like... Well, maybe I didn't, actually. But like my girlfriend was saying, I kind of I agree with her perspective a little bit on the fact that Activision Blizzard is maybe just kind of rotten. Like yep. sort of rotten to the core now, and like yep. it has has extended its usefulness as a gaming company. Possible, and maybe should just crumble. Yeah, and uh -huh. that's fine. 
You know, and I think I completely agree with her. It's like, yeah, they've done the useful things in their career. World of Warcraft, uh, Diablo, they've made some incredible things. Warcraft 3, Starcraft, you know, mm-hmm. some of the, some of the most loved games of my youth. Come and from them. Exactly. And maybe they've just grown too big for their britches and maybe it's time for something different. Yep. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Time yeah. will tell. So that takes us to number five, which is uh, something I am actually surprisingly very excited to talk about, which is Destiny 2, the Witch Queen reveal event. Um, this is releasing February 2022. Yeah, I think they just had a showcase at the same time as Gamescom. It okay. It yeah. wasn't like affiliated with Gamescom, but they were, it was clearly like, you know, to add to that. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, the news itself, I, I believe, actually came from, well, the, the showcase held by Bungie. And a lot of the news is also taken from Bungie's TWAB, which is the This Week at Bungie, which people who play Destiny know is the sort of weekly source of Destiny news. Okay. The company does one, like, I think every single week, uh, where hmm. they just discuss, like, you know, what's going on with, like, the patches, the game balance updates, you know, anything like that. That's cool. It is pretty cool, actually, yeah. And, yeah, so there's two Polygon articles here. First one is called, Nobody is Talking About This Week's Biggest Destiny 2 Announcement. Uh, that's not true. Some people are talking about it. <laughs> and uh, the second one is Destiny 2's Void 3.0 in The Witch Queen will let players mix and match their abilities. So this is super Destiny inside baseball. Mm-hmm. Anyone who is uninterested in Destiny can just completely zone out now. It's fine. Cool. <laughs> There's nothing to see here. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, what, they're, what they're talking about in the first one, nobody's talking about the, the biggest announcement, is basically there's a whole lot of things that announced with this reveal event. The reveal event itself is just like a showcase for the new Witch Queen expansion. It looks cool. Um, but there's a bunch of new stuff coming with it. I've been out of Destiny for a while. Mm-hmm. I haven't played in, like, maybe three months. I'll be honest, I had a pretty serious video game addiction problem with Destiny 2. Uh, I mean Destiny also, uh, although it was the second game. It was Destiny 2. <laughs> it was Destiny 2. Um, I was kind of really happy that I finally sort of put the game down. It felt good. I was, like, a little tired of stuff like you were saying, of, like, the game playing me. Yeah, totally. I felt more and more every time I played, I would just, I would play for like two or three hours and then just be like, what the fuck did I do? And all I, and I just was like grinding some specific thing in the game to get a food pellet for a gun I wanted. And it's just like, yeah, I'm not doing this for the fun anymore, no. you know? Like, and so I kind of just, I got a little disgusted with the game, I think, and was like, that's enough, you know? And when I put it down, I, I, I was really happy. Like, it made me very happy to like play different stuff. Yeah, for sure. And, I was kind of surprisingly. I mean, I I, I thought I was sort of out of, out of the game. You're back um, now. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm back, but I am uh, intrigued by the direction which the game's going. Okay. Uh, okay. And that I think is cool. Uh, what the Polygon is saying about the thing that people aren't talking about is that um, Bungie has stated that starting this December, this is even before the expansion, uh, Destiny Two players will get a new raid or dungeon every three months. Uh, and dungeons have been my favorite part of the game ever since I started playing it. Okay. Uh, they're like, dungeons are like really long sort of co-op content you can do with a friend. Okay. That's like, um, has checkpoints within it. So it's like long enough that you could, you could probably do it over a course of like a few days kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like playing for like an hour or two or like a really, really good team can burn through it in like an hour maybe. But like I was playing them casually with my brother and like they were some of the most fun we've had playing Destiny. Okay. Um, so the idea of a new Raider dungeon, well raids I don't care for, but a dungeon maybe every three months to me is really exciting. Yeah. Um, because the game doesn't have enough of those things and that would be a lot of like Incentive really... Incentive to play. A lot of really high value content for me. Okay. You know, it's like they're really meaty activities. It's like they take a long time, you know, like you can get better at them. They're like, they have neat story. 
so far they've had some of the best art direction and sound direction I've ever seen in the game yeah. uh, and some of the best level design now I do feel that like the newer dungeons have been not as good as the old ones but it still makes me wonder it's like you know maybe they want to make stuff like the old dungeons okay so yeah. I don't know you know here's hoping it's cool news uh, and it's true that most people are that is a, fair, a somewhat underreported part of the um, the reveal event uh, and then there's some other stuff that, that's, that was the main thing that made me excited but then some other stuff too um, in the Witch Queen they st- stated that they're going to rework all the classes mm-hmm. similarly to the recent one they released of the stasis class so they're going to give all the old subclasses like a totally new uh, really big overhaul where it's like you can actually select abilities then just rather than just being you. now it's like you pick one of three trees and they're going to add stuff where it's like you can mix and match and stuff so it's, it should just really like Open up the build options for the game, give it a bit of new new life. Right. Um, there's a new weapon class being added that sounds really cool. It's some kind of sword. It looks neat. Okay. Uh, it, it works differently than other stuff they have in the game. It just sounds. I don't know. All the stuff sounds kind of like it's the right direction. Right. Right. Um, and the cool thing about Destiny, you know, as much as I hate on the game sometimes, is that it really it has been on a steadily, slowly upwards trajectory. Hmm. It's really slow, but. The improvements they make over time are good improvements. Okay. You know, uh, and it's true that Bungie doesn't, it doesn't always treat its players really well, but most of the time it gets most, it gets it mostly right. Okay. Well, that's know? something. That's it's something. something. Yeah. So it's enough for me to be very curious about uh, how this expansion is going to go. Uh, very curious about how the new dungeons are going to go. And I feel like that could maybe get me back into the game. Interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but it certainly bodes well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. even if it doesn't get me back into the game, it's really good for Destiny players. Right. Because right. it's it's clearly a lot of new they're they're changing a lot of stuff and adding a lot of new stuff that should be really good for them. So yeah, that's uh, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean that's kinda that's kinda all I have to say about that. Cool. It sounds very promising. And that's kind of all we've got for this week. Uh, I, I guess I just wanted to give a really quick we did what we were playing already but real quick shout out at the end uh, it's not really news but um, there's this weird wacky game called Despot's Game uh, you, have you heard of this? no yep your cup of tea <laughs> I'm not sure I'm actually not sure oh it totally is come on yeah I gotta be honest I think this looks really cool yeah I know you do <laughs> I fucking know you do man. you can pretend you don't but I know uh, I... I think I'm just gonna leave this in we're watching the trailer <laughs> <laughs> it looks fucking weird though right it does like what the for some fuck? reason it's got a Rick and Morty vibe to me I think you're I right I don't know why They. it seems like the Meeseeks that's it that's all there is alright well <laughs> interesting um, yeah so I just want to give a quick show of the Despots game we just watched the trailer it does look weird, right? It looks weird. It looks very strange. It looks weird and different. Um, I think it looks intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Despot's game um, markets itself as a roguelike auto chess battler, and that is a fucking weird genre. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what that means. Um... Uh, I actually understand what they mean with it. I mean, by looking at the trailer, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. So it's like auto chess battler in the sense that you uh, you are the person that controls the pieces. But then the battle just does itself. I see. I it, see. Yeah, it's like you control all the pieces, where they go, which pieces they are, but then it's just AI. You don't directly control the units. I get it. You battle, you put these weird combinations of like armies against weird, strange other Yeah, so you have monsters. your medic, you have your shield guys. Kind of. Your, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Almost it. like a tower defense, but automated. Okay. Okay. It's weird, you know? But um, this actually game, this game made me think of Battle Chess, which is an NES game from like the 90s okay if anyone knows that that's, that's a bit of a deep cut but <laughs> um, battle chess was like 
a game where you the pieces would battle each other. It was a oh, weird yeah, like. Yeah, no, I do. I vaguely recall seeing it. I it looked cool. It. Yeah, I never played it, but <laughs> I just I like the way it looked. It did look neat. Yeah. But um, yeah, this this comes out. Uh, the release date trailer is out. It's on Steam Early Access October fourteenth. I feel like release date trailer is a little misleading because it's just Steam Early Access. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm presuming this is going to come to consoles at some point in time. So well, we shall see. Check it out. It looks fucking weird. It looks very weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm into it. Yeah. Um, and I am uh, not. <laughs> no, I die. Don't blame you. Uh, it does kind of have Josh written all over. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but listen, that's all I've got, Teague. All right. Uh, do you have any closing uh, closing comments? No. Questions, no, I don't. thoughts, concerns, ideas. No, 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 I don't. We'll have some uh, some aliens fire team by next time, I'd say, huh? I've got to be honest, I'm really looking forward to it. You already downloaded it? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I better get on. There. I even I I took I spent like. 10 minutes in the game just um, loading into like the hangar mm. and I thought it was really neat how um, the hangar is like I think where you get your missions it's like the base Okay, I don't know I, I have no idea but mm. what I thought was cool was that you can change your class and you can even try out all the abilities in the hangar oh that's neat that's it is neat. really neat that's neat yeah because I, like I was immediately like oh cool I can get an idea of like how What's these different what? classes feel yeah who I want to take yeah. it's really cool no it's super cool um, yeah so hopefully we'll have more to talk about that I next time and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Gamescom, I was hard on it to begin with, but you know, maybe that was an interesting conversation. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Lots of indie stuff. I'm certainly looking forward to that. Uh, what's the first one? Into the Night, is it? No, Into the Night was the weird horror one. In Sound Mind. Got it. Yeah. Mixing them up. In Sound Mind is the weird horror one. And There Is No Light. There Is No Light. Is yeah. the interesting action Castlevania pixel art. We'll see. We'll see. We'll Very see. strange. Uh, a lot of this stuff is pretty soon, so you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in sound mine is September 28th, so I'll definitely have my eyes on that. Coming right but, up. Um, cool. Well, All team, right. thanks for recording. Thank you. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.